If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Comeback Stories is a production of Inflection Network and iHeartRadio. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Comeback Stories. I'm your co-host, Darren Waller, joined by my brother, my friend, Mr. Donnie Starkins. Donnie, how we doing today, bro? Doing great. Excited for this one. Hyped up. Oh, yeah. This is a, this is a, this is a big time guest. If you uh, don't know who this man is, you are in for a treat and for a pleasure. Uh, a man who I see as one of the top motivational speakers of this generation, um, uh, author, uh, a coach, uh, husband, father. I mean, a man that can't be put in one box. And we're just honored to have his time, have his voice and to uh, feel his impact on the show today. We got Mr. William King Hollis in the building, man. King, how you doing? How you doing, Darren, man, and Donnie, man? I'm, it's like I tell you, told you guys, it's been a dream of mine to come on this podcast mm-hmm. and uh, to have a great conversation with you guys. You guys do a lot, which I, you know, on mental health specifically, that uh, really touches my heart. I've been there um, multiple times in my life, and it's just always a blessing to see individuals that um, preach uh coming back from some of the darkest hours of our life, man. So like I said, it's my honor to be on here today. Absolutely, man. This is uh, something that all three of us not only can relate to, but we embody and we've lived the, the, the triumphs and the pain of it. And we know it starts very early on, at least in, in our lives. And we'd like to know, man, what was, can you paint a picture for what growing up was like for you? Yeah, man, it was um, like a lot of inner city kids. When I grew up in a city called Pontiac, Michigan, uh, my mother, um, like I said, she, she basically my grandmother moved from Monroe, Monroe Louisiana and uh, basically started running numbers. She had uh, 12 children, um, started to cook crack cocaine and um, taught all 12 of those children how to do the same, including my mother. So I was in a house that basically was like a gladiator school for teaching people how to cook crack and sell crack. Um but one thing about it with me, King, I always noticed that, um, you know, our life wasn't normal. 
So, you know, I, 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 but as you stay in it long enough, it'll be, it'll begin to get normal to you and you adopt some of those same traits, some of those same anger issues, some of those same addictions. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm just blessed that, that God gave me the strength to always see more than, than, than my circumstances. My mother ended up moving out at uh, 14 years old, started selling drugs in her own, her own place. She had me at um, 16 years old, had my sister at 15, and uh, she was molested as a child. So she eventually uh, never healed from that. So she eventually started to use heroin. Um, that, that uh, you know, the crazy thing about it is um, I never could notice until I, I became an older young man. She did a great job of covering it up covering it up and and you know it just showed her strength um to 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 just keep fighting and 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 that's why I got a heart for um you know the woman in general uh because uh, as I go around the country speaking I meet a lot of young young women man that that that's been molested and never got the help never got the therapy and they turn into something that they're really not um, but to get back to my story, Kane, yeah, it was it was absolutely chaos, chaos that that I was living in. But I always, um, I used to say when I was a young kid, man, I used to walk outside in the projects, and I used to always look up to the sky, man. I was always, I never looked down, I always looked to the sky because I never liked the picture that was on the ground, the mm. streets, the gangsters, uh, the drug addicts. Um, just the, the chaos that was going on. And I always seen that sky, man. And I always realized that the world is so big, man. And I can change my life if I give it everything I got for my life. And I, I understood that at a very young age, man. I, I always knew that the life that I was living was not normal. And and I would, I would never accept that for my family, my wife, my son, my children. Um, I, I just always wanted more. Um, my father got incarcerated. Um, the first time he had to do six years. Um, when I was about, I say about seven to eight years old, um, missed him for a long time. And then he got another three years after that. And it, it spiraled into a year of uh, a crime. Then I ended up having to move back and forth, um, bouncing, you know, a minute for a foster home and then bouncing into my grandmother's house. So they finally took us in. Um, I, I, to be honest with you, man, I, I went through a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, tearing down, you know, a lot a lot of, uh, uh, you know, jokes from cousins. You know, your mom's a crackhead. Your, your father's in jail. Um, you're going to be just like your father. And, uh, man, I, 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 I tell everybody, man, I give God all the glory for the man that I am and who I am because through all the pain, through all the things that was supposed to make me angry, God always kept love in my heart, and that's the only thing that I want to exude. Um, I realized that, you know, the, the richest man in the world is not really the man that has millions of dollars in the bank account, man. It's the man that, that comes home to a family sets at a dinner table with his children, teaches his son how to go further, which is basically the real definition of father. Um, and, and that's what I wake up every single day um, to do, man. And so I want to I want to hop in and ask you, like, through all these peaks and valleys, through not only your, your personal life, through physically, with, through football, mentally, yeah. um, with your family, your situation, and football, like, I'm seeing all these things. Like, was there ever a moment 
in in all of this where you realized that you had a gift for speaking or was this like after your football career ended this was this was after it, it, i was getting it was after the football career so basically king um i ended up cracking my l1 vertebrae uh down in when i when i got to rome georgia i ended up playing one game then i had a mini stroke i had to play in the game because if you didn't play they put you out the house so i played the worst game of my life got cut um the mother of my child called me and uh, was like, Will, are you okay? And I said, I'm, I'm doing the best. At this point, we not together no more. The distance and broke everything up. And, uh, you know, I said, no, I need a ticket um, to Trenton, New Jersey. So it's getting closer to how the speaking started. I, I go to Trenton, New Jersey. I got a one-way bus ticket, uh, about $20 to my name. I got nothing all the way down. The flight was from Rome, Georgia, all the way to Trenton, New Jersey. Um, it's Trenton Freedom was the team owned by these millionaires that specialize in solar panel and all that stuff. But they brought me in. I had a tryout. I made the team. Next day I was in a hotel and they had all the restaurants. I mean, I, I felt like I was rich. It wasn't even about the money. It was like I'm eating square, uh, square meals. So when I get there, uh, I, I dominate, uh, um, break the single uh, game sack record on Mother's Day. And after that game, I see some of the CFL scouts. So I'm thinking I'm getting ready to go to the CFL, get my opportunity to go over there. And boom, at the end of the season, uh, I don't get the call from the scouts. I, I, I go to a workout with one of the Toronto Argonaut scouts. And he basically said, the coach at Trenton Freedom said that you had mental health issues. He used my past story to tell him that he's not mentally ready to go because he wanted to secure a bigger contract for him to move up to a higher level uh, in the arena league. So he used me as a pawn. I found that out, cussed his ass out, and and once again, I'm back homeless. So I go to Dover, Delaware with a teammate after the season, and, uh, you know, I'm bouncing house to house, and then the coach that I broke the single-game sack record, Bernie, Nor Bernie Nortowski, he actually was on Facebook getting a blood infusion, and he saw my post on, on uh, Facebook like, man, life is so tiring. I said, I don't think I ever play ball again. And he was like, I got a team for you, Harrisburg Stampede, Marcus Coaston team down here in Hershey, PA. He brings me down to Hershey, PA. Um, I'm, I'm in the gym doing a workout. My whole right side go out on me. I go to the doctor. They say, Will, you got an L1 vertebrae crack. You basically can't play football no more. I never tell a coach. This is where God come in. He comes in, and now I'm getting closer to the speaker. He comes in. And, and the coach calls me one day and be like, Will, Marcus Colston is folding the team. He's canceling up the season. He no longer wants to invest in the team. He's going to shut the team down. So if I would have went in that season, I, mean, I probably wouldn't even be talking to I'd probably been a paraplegic or something. And um, uh, I told coach about my injury. He moved me into his apartment. I mean, not his apartment, his house with his wife and his, and his, and his three kids. I'm the only black guy down in, in, in a red and PA in his neighborhood. I'm, I'm basically staying in the basement until he, he say, hey, Will, you want to coach the D-line with this arena team I got down here in, in, in uh, Redding? I said, for sure. I was like, that, that'll be an honor. And that's when I learned the power of coaching. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to watch people, you know, do what you teach. So one day I was speaking to the players on the sideline. And, and um, I had already, I was getting ready to, I was moving out of Coach Nortowski's basement, just didn't want to be a burden to the family or any of that anymore. So I go into to the hotel rooms with the player. Sometimes the player leave with a, with a lady or a woman or anything like that. And um, one particular day, I had to sleep on the side of the Turkey Hill gas station. 
I'm sleeping on side. I'm, I'm chilling, basically relaxing. I call it relaxing. I'm sitting on side of the Tokyo Hill gas station, and it's early in the morning. I get up, and the teacher that saw me talking to the the, the, the kings at the game uh, said, basically, uh, I would love for you to come speak to my young men the way you spoke to those young men. And I said, well, why not? You know, I, I got you. I could be there. The school was right down the road. So I, I got up at, at probably around 1230. Um, and went down there to the school. I spoke to five young men. Within five minutes, they was in tears. At this point, it was the first time talking about my story, um, and it broke me down. And people would be surprised by telling your story. Just, just speaking your story out loud, it'll, it'll overwhelm it it'll, it'll make you yep. emotional. And I was mm -hmm. walking back to the hotel. I had a four or five in my bag. I was about to go into Abraham Lincoln Hotel and commit suicide in the bathroom. About five steps before I got to the hotel, I got a call from Miss Robinson, Cheryl Robinson. Shout out to Cheryl Robinson. And she said, Will, how much you charge to speak? I knew nothing about speaking. Um, and uh, I, I, I said $75, $100 or something like that. So basically, I went to the, 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 the uh, hotel and I went to the computer room. I typed in motivational speaker. No, nothing about it. Les Brown popped up. Man, this man, I seen him speaking in the Georgia Dome. I saw how he talked about his painting, kept a smile on his face. I just, just like we used to watch when we was living, watch football videos. I studied his whole mannerism, but I, I just was myself and just took pieces of what he had um, and used my story. And uh, I went into the assembly a, a week later. I got my $100, <laughs> first time being paid. Got a standing ovation, King. Every 500 students, every single student came down and shook my hand, cried tears, and that was the moment I realized that this was my gift the whole time. And um, you fast forward, um, you know, 10 years later, uh, over 1.3 billion views on YouTube now, uh, platinum spoken word albums, history, the first speaker to speak during Milan Fashion Week for Philip Platt, Paris Hilton, um, Super Bowl commercial this year featured in the Super Bowl commercial last year just did an Under Armour commercial with Stephen Curry and um, uh, King also received the Ambassador Peace Award in Kingston, Jamaica spoken in Australia and it all started by me telling my story in that high school so when I tell people um, I realize this I realized that God this whole time the love that I had for my mother it never really was my job to save her. You know, it's none of our job to save anyone. That's God's job. All our job is is to basically give our message and give our truth and help as many people as we can. But the person that can only truly get it done is God. And, um, you know, he turned a kid from the projects into one of the, you know, they say one of the greatest young speakers of this generation. And one thing about my story then a lot of speakers, you know, that separates me from a lot of speakers is that when I speak, it's not that you hear me, they feel me. You know what I mean? And um, I, I just thank God for giving me this gift. I'm sitting in a home, man. I, I, I got a home. I got a family. I got a wife, uh, you know, and the best thing he's ever done for me is make me rich on the inside before he made me rich on the outside. And that's why I'm humble. That's why I look at myself as a grain of salt on the ground so I can never look down upon people. And I believe when you truly work for God, your promotions become everlasting. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now I'm an author. Uh, my book was, I'm a self-published author. It was put in Walmart, Barnes & Nobles, Amazon Prime. It, it, it's a bestseller. And, uh, uh, man, all I can say is I can never, it, it, it wasn't me. My story and my sacrifice was for all the, the time right now we're living in where kids are lost, women don't love themselves, young men don't know who they are. They don't know how to control their emotions. Um, and I'm so grateful that I'm a speaker that can walk into any room. And I don't care if you got murderers or killers or drug dealers, they feel me. And I, I believe God gave me my gift to motivate the individuals that thought motivation wasn't even real. And um, that's the blessing that I have. And I, and I tell everybody, when I, when I was telling my speeches, when I was saying my speeches, I was talking to myself, King. And the world simply was listening. And that's the only, that's, that, that's what I tell everybody that I was talking to myself. I had to speak self life into myself to be the man that I am today. And that's why I got a passion of spreading this message all over the world. I got a passion of helping with mental health because I know my story is not a story that I'm just talking to you. I lived this. 
You know, this past Christmas Day, um, my father my father was released from prison after doing eight years. Um, first time seeing me as a motivational speaker. I flew into Michigan, got to see him, uh, got an Airbnb. You know, we first got out of prison. They just want to eat all the new foods, introduce him to DoorDash. I'm feeding them. And the first time in my life I saw my father as an old man, he was falling asleep. He always been this big Superman guy to me. And uh, I flew back home to Atlanta, and uh, 11 days after my son was born, um, he was murdered and left for dead in Detroit uh, this past Christmas. So I, I lost my father, bro. I lost my mother. Um, and um, all that pain that I, I had that would break a lot of me, uh, and women, uh, I believe that, you know, God just brought it full circle that, you know, he sacrificed himself for us. And they say, we live in the limit, the image and likeness of God and a man's job on this earth to me is to sacrifice his life and sacrifice himself for the betterment of his family and the betterment of them young Kings that's coming up from behind him. So it wasn't for me to go out and try to be this big celebrity. I just wanted to be a man that could just say, I sacrifice God. I sacrifice everything to help your people and to keep love and, and God in people's heart. So that that's my life, King. And that that that's um I give all glory to the most high, man. All praise to the most high for everything I got and, and even being able to be on this podcast with you guys, man. It's it's just a it's been a hell of a journey, man, but the pain was worth it. Well, it's cool. It's cool to hear you say that it's been a dream for you to be on our podcast because I look at you as a speaker and I know Darren and I have talked about doing more of this speaking. Darren's not going to play football forever. So it's just cool for us to hear you say that it's a dream to be on our podcast when we see you just crushing it, you know, on on the biggest stage and facing what for many people is their biggest fear is talking in front of a group, but not only talking in front of a group, but um, being able to deliver in a way that people can relate. And I think that's what I'm hearing in everything you're saying. And that's why I relate because I can feel, I can feel you. And it's exactly why every piece of motivation that you give people, you're just talking to yourself, which is why it's, why it's so relatable. I have a question for you regarding, because I've heard you talk about how being broke is a mindset. It's not the lack of funds. It's the lack of belief. But what do you think right now, like in the world, what do you see as like the root cause or the commonality of people's broken down belief systems? Oh, oh just the, I, I believe um, right now in the world, they killed every example that can teach us. Um, if you watch the world, man, all the great leaders that was trying to educate and teach us and put us in the right mindset, some way, somehow, something happens to them. And now you have a generation of lost souls that now they believe that um, they believe fame and being in the light is more important than family. Um, the woman believes that being a model is more important than being a mother. And, you know, if, if you have a generation of children that that doesn't love themselves, that doesn't value their lives, um, that doesn't know where they started or where they come from, um, you will have a lost generation of people. And one thing I tell people, money is not the greatest thing you can have. Purpose is the greatest thing that you can have. So there's so many individuals in the world right now that's walking around with no purpose. 
They have no purpose for life, man. And I tell everybody, once you find your purpose, it can heal all the pain of your life. Because what happens is individuals are going the wrong direction their whole life, King. And this is when the mental health thing pops up. They're going the wrong direction their whole life. And when they realize that they, when they finally realize they've been going the wrong way their whole life, what do you have to do in a GPS? You got to set your current destination to get to your final destination. And when people jump off the ledge and commit suicide, it's because of the simple fact that they do not have the strength to go all the way back to the beginning and do it the right way. And, and that's the problem in the world. We got to first identify with what's hurting us. You got a hurt world, king. Kings and queens like myself that buried their mothers. Young women that was molested and taken advantage of, but never got the help they needed. You got a broken society where young kids are raising kids. Our grandmothers are children now. They're not the old elderly women. And then you got men that walk around dressed as boys. You know, back in the day, when you walk, watch a man walk around, you will see a man in his suit. You will see a man in his shoes. You will see him. You can see a man. But now you got the older man competing with the younger man. The older man looks like a boy. It's a scene of Boardwalk Empire that changed my life. And it was Al Capone talking to this Jewish man. So Al Capone kept asking the Jewish man, um, why do you keep calling me a boy? Al Capone's job was to show the Jewish man around the city. So he said, why do you keep calling me a boy? And they say this is a, is a true story. Why do you keep calling me a boy? And the Jewish man said, as long as you wear the hat of a boy, you will always be perceived as a boy, no matter if you like it or not. And they said Al Capone never put on a hat, a boy's hat, anymore. He never wore regular slacks anymore when this man told him that because he realized that in the world, the way you are perceived is the way you are treated. And, and it's not right that people treat you that way. But one thing about this generation, if a boy never sees a man, how can he ever become one? So, so now you got the rappers, you got the, the, the little boosters, you got all these other people, all these rappers that, that's old enough to be my father, behaving like a child. So if a child sees a man behaving as a child, he's always going to be a child. He's going to believe being a child is a man. And then he gets into a marriage and don't know how to control his emotions. Something I speak on often. If you never learn how to control your emotions, you can never truly be a man. You will always be a boy. And it goes back to what I told you was somebody, one of these boys, these little kids, they was hurt. One of these little girls, they was hurt. And when they were hurt, they stayed that age. They might have turned 28 this year. But when that little girl was hurt when she was 12 years old, she's still 12 years old. That little boy that waited at the door for his father to come home, but he never came. He's still a hurt little boy, but just dressed in a man uniform. So what I feel the world is lacking right now is therapists, therapy, being able to talk about their pain. And being able to share their pains without being talked about or taken advantage of. A safe place for them to express themselves. 
That's why I, I wrote this book. For one day, I want to get it into the schools, man. I want I want to create a curriculum where kids get up and tell their stories in front of their brothers, the Hispanic brothers, the Asian brothers, the white brothers, so they can see our story is not too different. Our pain is the same, and that's going to build the love. And then what you're going to get kids doing is, just like me telling my story, save my life, it's going to save theirs. Then the counselors can sit in the room and identify the red flags that's hurting these children. The things that they don't have to ask some questions for, they can just ask the question. And then you get children writing books about their lives. You know? Then you got then, then you say, no, King, you're not just a project baby. You're an author. Your story yeah. matters. And that's what it's all about with me, man. That's 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 this is this is my life, man, is to is to inspire. Billions of individuals, man. And I'm, I'm doing, I've, I've, I've done this without management. I got in the Super Bowl. God has been my manager, man. I don't have a team. I don't have a social media team. You know how I get my content? People from all over the world top it up. And I take it off their page and post it. That, 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 that's how I built my brand. Everything you see is organic. That's why I was able to go over a million, million plus views on all my videos. My first speech, my football speech, the number, if you go to YouTube and write best football speech ever, the number one speech, I was homeless in Huntsville, Alabama, King. Homeless. I was homeless. When I was over three million views on YouTube, I was still homeless. It wasn't, it, 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 that's what I learned. I had to realize, like, God didn't give you this job to become a star and rich. He gave you this job, Will, to save lives. So I took my last $120 and went to um, Columbia High School. Uh, a coach asked me to speak. I gave a videographer $120. Bucks. I gave him $100 bucks actually because I kept $20. I just got a lemon, a Taurus, an all-black Taurus. And I needed gas because I was leaving. I just got evicted from my apartment. I go in there. I drop the speech, the football speech king. I leave, go down to uh, drive down to Atlanta, sleeping in the AMC Theater, in Camp Creek, in Georgia, I'm sleeping in the I'm sleeping in the parking lot. The next morning, I wake up and my the, the videographer called me and said I posted a clip last night of the speech and it's going viral on Twitter. It went viral on Twitter and now it's the number one football speech in the world. That's why I tell everybody, there's nobody that can take this away from me because God gave it to me. And I, I tell people all the time. And, and, and to bring it full circle, the man that reached out to me and called my phone, the legendary Les Brown, when I was homeless, sitting in Camp Creek, Les Brown was in the hospital getting a blood transfusion, defeating cancer. He listened to one of my speeches called The Journey, and it starts off with, I didn't come this far to only come this far. That's the same quote Drake and Kim Kardashian using, by the way. That's the quote she heard on the internet. When when he heard that, it inspired him to keep going. He flew down to Atlanta, and the man that I turned on the computer the first day I ever spoke, this is God, man, met me in Atlanta. We met at the grocery store first. Got a, got a little, he loves watermelon. It's <laughs> crazy. We went and got some, some fruit from the, the, uh, the, the, the groceries, the Whole Foods store. Then we went to a house and where he did an interview with me and passed the torch. Which is he also actually, uh, let me grab something for you guys. He actually just wrote, he wrote the forward. He wrote the forward to this book. 
Let's show you guys. Legendary Les Brown. I'm sorry, guys, getting in. So that's who wrote the forward to my book. See that? Legendary. So when I say God built my career, he built my life, he created the entity William King Hollis, whatever they want to call me. But I tell everybody, if you want to win in life, don't ever think a man can change your life more than God can. Because when I had no food, he gave me meals. When I had no underwear, he gave me clothes. When I, He never gave me what I wanted, but he gave me what I needed. And if you work long enough, how they say that cup will run it over, It'll run, it'll run it over for the rest of your life if you if you give your life to him and you serve and you work for him daily. And um, that's the reason why the kid that couldn't read till he was 16 years old is a best-selling author and one of the best young speakers in the world. And I believe my story has it, haven't even hit the iceberg of, of of what I would do and how many people I would, I will inspire um, leading up to this next generation. And I believe that I was created for this very moment in the world. And, and my time is my time is now. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup, 
And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. No doubt, man. I mean, I've, I mean, you're embodying everything that a comeback story is. And, you know, I believe God is ultimately the author of all of our comeback stories, you know, like the the timing of it. We don't know Um, the exact circumstances of it. We don't know the amount of pain we have to endure. We don't know, but ultimately if we endure, ultimately if we push and, uh, and have faith that it can get better, it will get better. Um, It will. And, but the people in order for them to believe that they need new examples. I feel like there's so much truth in what you said about the examples that we have, the leaders that we have, they're not the same quality, you know what I'm saying? And, And, that's where that's where us three come in, yeah, like sure. having this platform and being able to utilize this platform to give people new examples and to have men that are successful and real and authentic that have pain, that have tough experiences and that develop real lessons from that. And that there's so much more substance in the riches and the fame, but just real character growth, yeah, real sure. character development, man. It's um, you really are that and you are and, you know, the, your, your story isn't over. You've come back from many things, but you're still coming back oh, and yeah. you're coming back to bring to bring people with you man and so i just want to honor you and say that we appreciate you brother man thank you Darren. man it's truly an honor man once again donnie thank you again big guy um you guys are amazing man and thank you guys for creating this podcast um you know for so many people man I, and donnie i want to get with you one day I, I want to create a podcast myself man so i so a lot of things i need to learn on that in that podcast world i think i could create I go viral on mostly everybody podcast. I'm tired of going viral on other people's <laughs> podcasts, not my own. But, you know, I, I, I see a podcast as a beacon of light to inspire and help a lot of people, man. And um, hopefully we all can collab on that stage one day, man, and do and do, some, do something um, magnificent. I actually have an idea, man, and, and it's uh, it's called uh, Healing. I, it was it was called Healing with William King Hollis. And it's basically where you get all a whole bunch of group of men. You got a breakout session with women. And what you what I want to do is I want to talk about, I want to give them a speech on mental health, but I also want to open the room for every man to share their traumas together. I want to cry tears together. I want to let that pain out together. I want to heal together inside a room. And I believe uh, you guys will be great. Um, to be a part of that and 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 really help a lot of people. Uh, Darren, a lot of people look up and admire you for your game, but I tell everybody for a long time that brother is a huge advocate for mental health and and way more than a football player. Um, so I just want to thank you, King, for for being the stand up individual that you are, man, mm-hmm. and, and, and being the leader that you are. And, and Donnie, thank you, brother, for um, always staying consistent. Always supporting. I seen your likes. I seen your shares, um, and and it means a lot coming from a brother like yourself, man. So once again, brothers, I am extremely honored to have the opportunity to be on this podcast today. Yeah, thank you, Will. Um, I feel like we 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 heard your story, and there's so much adversity, and just in the football, and how much rejection and hurdles you had to face, but also your life. So we'll have to. There's a, so many just one-liners and quotes and a lot of fire that we didn't get to, so we'll probably have to get you back for round two. Absolutely. But maybe you can maybe you can take us out and just uh, 
let us understand the listener out there that just can't understand why this pain, how it possibly could be necessary. Can you just take us out and tell us why pain is necessary? I believe pain is necessary because pain is the only thing that can strengthen you. You know, I was watching this this show on the Discovery Channel. Um, I think it was the Discovery Channel, but it was the Jiu-Jitsu coach. And he, he practiced this thing on his fighters where he hits them in the same place over and over and over again. And the fighters start to say that this is painful. But the coach will say, what if I told you you can take more pain? But as he continued to hit him in that same spot, the pain that he thought was pain no longer was pain. And what I tell everybody is uh, pain is, is the thing that separates those guys that gets the opportunity and fails. And that other person gets the opportunity and succeeds by any means necessary. As a man, and I don't want to speak for women. I just know right now for a man, you can't be a king without pain. If you go back and you do your research, every great king that ever became a king had to take a loss. He had to lay down and bleed a while. He had to lay down and bleed a while so he, for him to become who he was born to be. So what I tell everybody, the pain is the portal to the purpose. And once you get through the pain and you get to that purpose, there won't be a human being on this earth that will be able to stop you from accomplishing anything you want. If you want to turn that Volvo into a Ferrari, you can do it. If you want to turn that apartment into a mansion, you can do it. And if that family tree is rotten, you let it go and you replant another one. You water it different. You take care of it different. And you love on it different. But pain, my friends, is the portal to greatness. Can't get there without it. Mm. God got to test you. Amen to that, man. Yes, sir. On that, note, on that note, that's a mic drop, man. We appreciate y'all checking us out. Uh, appreciate you, King, for being here with Honestly. us, man. We uh, hope you guys are able to take something from this uh, into your own journey. I know I have. I know Donnie has as well. So appreciate you guys joining. Comeback Stories is a production of Inflection Network and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.